This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coach Cato, um, was always kind of curious, especially with the way teams like to use tight ends in the modern game. There's the, I guess there's this this feeling that maybe on the outside you can kind of put the tight ends into two different buckets. You've kind of got that traditional inline guy, and then you've got the guy in the slot or outside who seems to be more versatile in space. H- how have you kind of reconciled the way it's done right now in recruiting, and and do you actually specifically recruit guys to be in? in certain buckets or, or do you still just ask them to try to do as much as they can? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it goes along with, you know, most positions, right. I think a kid has got to have one redeeming or outstanding quality that really separates himself. Right. And he fits the measurables we're looking for. And, um, and, and he has that one big time quality. Then we try to, we try to fit him in the offense to, to right, to maximize his strengths and, and, and try to minimize his weaknesses. And so, you know, we want to have a balance back, but we also like to have guys that we can move around here. Right. Obviously we've done that in the past with, uh, with certain guys, like guys uh, in different ways. All right. We'll go to Mike Varell followed by Lars. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Durham. I'm wondering um, with Jack Westover, how would you um, describe his skill set on the field and also what he brings to your room? And he's and he's really taking the next step in his route running, right? I mean, he's he's done some really good things just on his releases and on his stems, and he's a reliable player. When when ball's thrown to him, he doesn't drop it, makes plays, and so he is. He's he's done a lot for this room, and he's worked his butt off and, and put himself in a really good position for this year. All right, we'll go to uh, Lars Hansen, followed by Lauren Kirschman. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Coach. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how Jack Yari, Mason West, and uh, Mark Redmond have looked so far in camp. Yeah, you know, all those guys, just like any freshman, right, they're, they, they go through their lumps. And so, you know, they're, they're all doing a re- really good job, for sure. Go ahead, Lauren. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, I was just wondering, I mean, what it's been like uh, with Kate Otten, what kind of your impression is of his skill set and what a next step forward looks like for him. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's kind of one of those – I mean, he's he's a big-time player, right? I mean, I don't think there's many guys in the country that, that are – he's awesome at the point of attack. He's very physical. He's got really clean technique. And and he's uh he's a really reliable player in the in the uh in the past game. I think he has taken a next step on some things, just some of his route running stuff, his releases at the line of scrimmage, um, and in the run game, just you know, some some hand hand placement things, just some little little tweaks, but he, he's a great player and, and he has gotten better this camp. I think he's gotten more aggressive. He's he's getting off the ball with a little bit more snap in the front game. And, and like I said, he, he's definitely done some things in the past game in terms of his bases, uh, understanding the coverages from a defensive ID standpoint on, on, on when to get open and how to work certain holes in the defense. So he's done an awesome job. Yeah, Durham, I was just wondering specifically on Mark Redman, um, if, if you're at a point 
in camp yet where you can say whether or not you, you expect him to, to play this year or be a part of the rotation at tight end? Yeah, I mean, he's had, he's had a great camp. He, he's really taken, taken the steps necessary. But at the end of the day, we got, we got four more days. And so, you know, all these guys, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're fighting, fighting for their right to play. And, and there's, there's a bunch of guys in that mix. And so, you know, we'll see how it shakes out in these next, uh, next couple of days with them. But he's, he, he's done a really good job this camp, just like all those other freshmen have in terms of understanding this offense and, and coming to work every day to get better and doing all the extra things off the field. So I'm really happy with that whole group for sure. Yeah, Durham, with, with the, I don't know if anybody got um, your answer to Mike's question about Jack Westover. Can you tell us a little bit about, obviously, the scholarship situation and, and maybe also a little bit about how that was unveiled because sometimes those are kind of neat, uh, neat things that, uh, when they happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously he's a, he's a guy that's worked worked really hard. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's their job as players, right, to add value to this program, you know. And, and he did that last year. And, and he worked his butt off this offseason, put himself in a position to have a big time year. He's had a great training. And so very much third form, you know. And and, uh, and we just expect him to continue to grow in this offense, you know, with, with the next few years. And, you know, I don't think it was anything too crazy. I know Coach Lake, you know, he, he hit me up and then he brought uh, Jack in and uh, and let him know. And, and I know Jack was, was super fired up about it. Obviously, we all were. And, and, and again, it's very much deserved for him. All right, we'll go to uh, Lars, I think, is next. And then Dan Raley, again, apologies. Go ahead, Lars. Yeah, Coach, um, how does the shortened season impact maybe the rotation you'll have? Um, has that been a factor? And how much has that been a factor in terms of wanting to get as much rotation during camp as possible? I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to uh, really affect it that much, you know, in terms, of, in terms of those guys. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we're, we're going to get the best players on the field and, and let them roll. So I, I, I don't think it really, you know, it's going to play, play that much into it for sure. All right. That's all the que- – oh, Dan Raley, sorry. Go ahead, Dan Raley, go ahead. Hey, Coach. It was just a, the repeat question on the two tight end approach versus something less than that. It, you know, did Washington change much as far as the use of tight ends? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is a, a conceptual offense, and, and, you know, we got a bunch of really good tight ends. We got a bunch of really good uh, receivers. They can run these concepts in all different spots, and so – you know, it's, it's our jobs to get to, to get the best players out there to, to make plays and put them in position to take advantage of their strengths, right, just just like anybody. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I think it's like we've got a good group we're really excited about, and, and I think all those guys are going to definitely be in the mix. All right, we got one more from Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris, and then Masvida also after that. Last yeah, two Durham, questions, please. I'm sorry. I mean, Durham, I was just kind of – I was been reading a little bit about Wisconsin's quarterback situation where they're down and now they're fourth guy because of an injury and a – couple COVID situations where they're having to quarantine does does that kind of thinking do you have I mean because I know you guys have to deal with contingencies of all different kinds but when it comes to the to the virus and everything like that does that add even more impetus to the fact that you have to get all those guys ready to go because you know at at any one time you could lose a a guy or two because of uh, of quarantine or isolation yeah, for sure. It's definitely uh, it's definitely played a role, <laughs> and uh, you know, so we we've we've got a bunch of different you know plans in place to to handle those situations to where we don't miss a beat. We we can still be the offense we want to do want to be, excuse me, and and have the identity that we want to have. And so, 
you know, we, we, we've got a good plan in place to handle that if it, if it does arise. And, and, and I think, you know, for, for me specifically, my group, uh, I think the guys have done a really good job, again, learning this offense from a conceptual standpoint. And so they, they understand their roles. They know a bunch of different positions they can play. And, and I think, you know, if, if something like that, unfortunately, did happen, you know, we, we're not going to miss a beat. We're going to be ready to roll. All right, last question from Masvida. Go ahead, Mas. Sure. Hey, Derm, I, I, if I heard you correctly, you said the next few four or five days are important. What does that look like from a coaching evaluation perspective? Not specific players, but how you yes. guys will now grade the, the talent moving forward. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just it's the conclusion of camp. And so, obviously, we want to see them finish strong. And, and, and you know, by, by the time you get to weeks – or, day, excuse me, day 17 or 18, right, it becomes a little bit of a grind. You know, or, you know, want to see are they finishers? Are they going to come out every day ready to roll? You know, and and uh, are they going to fight and compete when there's a little bit of pressure on there when they're fighting for for spots and fighting for playing time? And and, and you want to see what guys are going to fold under the pressure and what guys are going to embrace it and, and, and the next step. And I think, you know, that that's the biggest thing I want to see in these next you know three or four days, man. Keep keep guys keep working hard, playing physical, getting after it, and, and coming to work every day ready to roll. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I think that'll do it for Coach Cato. Uh, Thank you very much. Jack Westover, I think, is there waiting to go on next. So it'll just take a second to, to change it out. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jack, um, congrats on the on the scholarship situation. I'm wondering, you know, when and how that happened and what your reaction was when that happened. Yeah, I mean, um, Coach Lake came to me after uh, OTA about a few weeks ago. Um, let me know the news, and um, I was just super grateful and blessed um, for the opportunity. Um and yeah, uh, yeah. Hey Jack, um, just curious how you would describe the the H back role. I know you you obviously played there last year and, and had some success, and just kind of what that's all about, and, and why you think your skill set is, is suited for a role like that. Yeah, I mean the H back is just a physical position. You know, you got to go in there. You got to know what you're getting yourself into, and you got to be able to sacrifice your body. And you know, I'm a I like to think of myself as a really physical player. And so that's what that was all about last year is just finding, finding a role, find a way to contribute. Uh, and yeah. Hey Jack, I was just curious about your coming to Washington. Obviously you're a local kid and, and I know there, there's probably connections there, but when you were talking to coach Popal about the possibility of walking on and, and with the other opportunities, can you talk about your recruitment and, and where you maybe were looking at going before deciding to ultimately walk on? Yeah. Um, so um, my senior year, um, I decided to play football. Um, I played in eighth grade. Um, and so my senior year, I decided to come on and play football at Mount Si. And um, I went to the UW football camp over the summer, you know, caught a couple eyes and then played – and then the regular season started for high school and I only played two games because I broke my collarbone. And so, you know, it was really tough, but um, so I didn't really have really any recruitment because, I mean, you got to go to two games of film. And so, you know, I just stayed with me, stayed in contact, and I'm super grateful for that for sure. All right, we'll go. Next three questions will be from Rayleigh, then Lars, then Tony. Go ahead, Dan, get us started. Yeah, Jack, was that uh, – did you feel like it was a gamble when you came to Washington without a scholarship? Because uh, I think I read you could have gone to some smaller schools and been paid for. Uh, 
Yeah, I, mean, I definitely had opportunities. Um, a lot of coaches were – I mean, not a lot, but a couple of coaches were talking to me. And, um, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of opportunity. Um, and the, the gamble, I wouldn't say there was much of a gamble. You know, I've been a Husky my whole life. My dad had season tickets for 50, 40 years. Um, so, it was really a no-brainer if I didn't really have another opportunity. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Jack. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, the transition when you played no games, uh, your true freshman year, registered that and getting the scout team MVP, just what did that year mean to you to get the scout team MVP and just have that full year under your belt to register and kind of learn the program? Yeah, I mean, my freshman year was just kind of you – know, I came in like at 220, so it was just about getting bigger, getting stronger, getting better every day. And I think, you know – with all the special team stuff, it was just another way for me to contribute to the team. And, you know, that's what that freshman year was all about, just kind of improving as a player. Jack, now that you're kind of in a situation where you've been healthy for a couple years in a row, I wonder if you're, you're starting to find a, a new level of confidence out there on the field and, and, and um, maybe just talk to that, being able to play a whole lot in a row. Uh, and then I have a follow-up for you after that. Yeah, for sure. I mean – Aha um, has really helped me out in his training and his uh, strength staff has really taken me to another level with that. I'm, I mean, I think I've, I've gone to a confidence where I can go out there and play my game, you know, be out in space and be in line blocking and not, you know, there's not even a thought of it. And so I think for sure, I mean, the more you're out there, the more confident you get for sure. And so that plays into it. And then uh, you, you said your dad had 40 years worth of uh, season tickets. Uh, how many games did you go to? Do you have a favorite one? Uh, what, what was that experience like for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I just remember always, you know, coming to the games and it was always just surreal. And I always thought about, you know, what it would be like to be on that field. And, um, you know, I think one game that sticks out is the Arizona game um, with Mason Foster got the interception off the foot that was that was the craziest game I've ever been to so that was yeah that's for sure one all right we'll go to Varel Varel and then uh, Chris Fetters go ahead Mike yeah Jack it sounds like you you said that you hadn't played football between eighth grade and and your senior year of high school so I'm wondering if that's true what made you want to play um all of a sudden your senior year what kind of pushed you in that direction yeah so I was just I was all in on basketball and um Obviously, my it just like this didn't, wasn't really working out for me. Um, you know, I I think I would have had a couple opportunities if I would have stayed with it. But I think football just you know, there's something about it. I just always enjoyed it, and um, I think I just wanted to take the chance and just you know have fun my senior year for sure. And um, yeah. Hey um, Jeff, without giving up the shop, obviously, and, and giving away trade secrets, I'm curious what your opinion is on, on what the tight end room is liking about this new offense and, and what uh, opportunities you think it's going to afford you guys going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's a physical offense. And um, I think um, Coach Donovan just – he has a lot of confidence in our group um, from, you know, from everybody. And so I think that just carries on. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities here. And I think, you know – yeah, I think it's just the confidence he instills in us, Coach Donovan, that is. I think uh, you can really feel it throughout the room, and yeah. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 